Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to She's a DPM. I am Dr. Stephanie Oxman, and today's special guest is Dr. Stephanie Flippin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. I had several people reach out to me um, and send me like your social media and everything, been able to follow. And uh, it's just a very inspirational. I'm like excited to talk to you today and also just kind of getting into your head how you are able to accomplish everything you've done. <laughs> well, thank you so much to your listeners. I really, really appreciate their recommendations. That means a lot to me. Yeah. So before we get into it, do you mind just telling me? are us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so my name is Stephanie Flippin. Um, I am originally from San Diego, California. Um, I did my undergraduate at the University of California, San Diego. Um, from there, um, I attended um, Rosalind Franklin University, um, Shoal College of Podiatric Medicine. Um, I did my surgical residency um, in Detroit with the um, St. John McComb Providence um, Health System. Um, I have been pretty much like a lifelong athlete. Um, however, I really started running like more consistently um, when I was in podiatry school um, at Shoal um, just to kind of manage um, the stress of everything. Um, and then also just being away from family, um, you know, and having moved like across the country, I didn't know anyone. Um, and yeah, I, I, I did, I wasn't really able to like train in the way that I ever thought I would eventually train. Um, you know, I was really just running for fun. And like I said, for stress relief, um, and that definitely carried over like into my residency. Um, and then once I was in my third year of residency, I kind of had this idea that like, Hey, like I've been running so much, like, and for so long now, so many years now, um, I was really curious what I could do if I actually put like the focused time um, and training in. Um, and from there, it's kind of just it, it, like my wildest dreams have come true, honestly, um, with my running career. Um, aside, separate from running though, um, my husband and I, um, Mitchell Flippin, um, him and I met um, at Shoal. Um, and he also did his residency in the Detroit area as well um, with the Beaumont um, Health System. Um, once we graduated from residency, we both decided to uh, move to Colorado and open up our own private practice. Um, so we did that in 2018, uh, went out on a limb there, uh, right, uh, clearly like right before the pandemic um, hit all of us. Um, but yeah, I, I have been, like I said, co-managing the private practice. Um, I'm also like a high-performance running coach. Um, I have a team of about, of about 80 athletes right now that I coach one-on-one um, -on -one and in a team aspect as well. Um, and yeah, I'm also a writer um, and content creator for the running media group, uh, Relay, um, and we're on Patreon there. Oh my gosh. Well, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a very humble uh, introduction as well, because uh. <laughs> uh, I don't, yes, you're a professional ultra runner. Yes. Yes. Okay. I did. I didn't. Yeah. I did mean to mention that. Yes. I do <laughs> run professionally. Um, I signed with Hoka. Um, last year in 2021, um, after I had a breakout year um, in the 100 mile distance, which is my specialty. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That is Thank such an accomplishment. I'm 
not the biggest runner, <laughs> but a lot of my friends are. And I was, I was telling them, I'm like, Hey, I'm having, um, Stephanie flip it on the podcast. And they were like, Oh my gosh, her, her warmups are like what I run. (laughs) She's listening. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm very excited to, um, kind of talk to you about this. So I know congratulations on becoming a Hulk athlete. And then also in, uh, April, 2021, you were the female U S hundred mile national champion. Yeah, that, you know, Stephanie, I would definitely classify that as my like breakout race. Um, I went into it. Um, I don't want to say I went into it like with imposter syndrome, um, but I went into it as an unsponsored athlete. Um, and I was lining up against the current uh, world record holder, um, who's now my teammate. And we are now like close friends. Um, she also runs for Hoka. But yeah, it was an extremely deep field that year. You know, spring 2021 is kind of when all of the big races were starting to happen again, coming out of the pandemic. Um, I feel like everyone had been just training so hard through 2020 and everyone was just ready to rip, um, at races. Um, and the field was really, really deep. Um, last year, I didn't know how things would pan out. Um, it was an extremely hot year, um, as the race actually had to be pushed from February, um, to April, um, because we were running just outside Vegas. Um, so temperatures did spike into like the mid, I think like low to mid nineties. So really like when you're dealt those kind of cards on race day, it's really like a race of attrition. And yeah, I feel so fortunate to have had like the race of my life, um, that day. But, um, I will say that I literally dug so deep into the well, um, in order to get that result. I have, I can honestly say that I've never ever dug that deep before in my whole life. Yeah. (laughs) Physically and mentally. So I'm, when you're talking about digging deep into that, well, I mean, I want to get into like how you do, how you have any tips or strategies that built that resilience and discipline. Um, we can get into that now, or we can come back to it in a little bit. Cause I also, yeah. Wow. You, okay. So professional runner, a coach of (laughs) high, high, uh, uh, performers as well. You said over 80, like close to 80. Yeah. yeah. And then also co-owning your own private practice. Like mm-hmm. that is such a, all those things are amazing accomplishments. Like I, uh, just started my own private practice a year ago and that's mm-hmm. enough for well, me. Congratulations. To do it. Oh, thanks. thanks. Yeah. It's growing every day, but, um, yeah. that on itself is already a huge challenge and can be, yeah. uh, uh, take up a lot of your time. So for sure, before we, uh, I want to ask like, how has building this, uh, building a routine and, um, ultra running also helped you with your practice in podiatry? Yeah. You know, I think I'm someone that has always thrived with multiple things on my plate. Um, you know, I think sometimes like that, you know, maybe certain groups of people would classify that as being like a workaholic, um, I don't necessarily view it that way. Um, I, like I said, I never thought like when I was in residency, I mean, like I looked up to like some of my current teammates, like on, on Hoka, I, I, I never in a million years thought that like, I would be able to also be running alongside of them. And when I was in residency, it really just, the focus was, like I said, like using running as like a stress reliever. But as I left residency and Mitchell and I decided to open our private practice, 
I, I realized that I'd been so focused on podiatry, which was great. Like, and it taught me so much going through school and residency, but I kind of realized that like, since we were opening up our own private practice, that did kind of afford me the flexibility to A, obviously set my own schedule um, and B, like just the flexibility to pursue like all the other avenues that I'm passionate about that I, they hadn't been able to focus on um, or really like put enough time into um, during school and residency. So yeah, I, you know, I'll be perfectly candid here though, that um, I'm not in the office like full time. I'm not in there Monday through Friday. Um, that would honestly be impossible for me to do. And as well as like train at the level that I'm training in terms of volume um, and just like the time that I have to put into running. So I am um, like technically part-time, um, but like I also am like totally managing the entire practice, like from a business perspective, you know, I actually do all of our own bookkeeping, um, tax filing, things like that. That's something that um, I probably picked up like during the pandemic, um, just with a lower volume of patients. To me, it's kind of one of those things where I like learning and like understanding every aspect of private practice. Um, and it felt, it honestly felt very empowering for me to like take over, um, you know, more of like the business side of things and the logistics there. Um, I, I just felt like there was total transparency um, and I could like see everything that was going on. Um, so that's probably a very long-winded um, response to your question of that. I just, I feel like I, have so many different passions and I felt like I was selling myself short or not being genuine to myself if I didn't actually like pursue all of them. Now it's been challenging though, because I do have, I have had to like pull back in like various areas um, because it's like, you know, I was starting to be working like 15, 16 hour days, you know, charting like really late at night. And I, I had to make that acknowledgement um, earlier this year that like, you know, if I want to be performing at the highest level, like I have this incredible opportunity with Hoka right now, um, I really have to be prioritizing like my sleep and recovery. For me, it's like, it's kind of like a puzzle at all times where I'm like, okay, like, do I need to scale back here and make this piece a little bit smaller so that I can have this piece be a little bit bigger? Um, that's kind of how I've always looked at it. And are all the are those uh, puzzle pieces always changing as well? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they are. It's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm 33 years old. I won't be able to perform like athletically at this level forever. That's just the reality of it. But I think I've acknowledged that I can always like go back to being full-time at the practice. You know, that's not so much tied to my age and like where I'm at right now athletically. Um, so you know, I, I have kind of made that um, concession there. Yeah. I love hearing that you, you said that, well, like multi-passion school and residency, you live, breathe podiatry and you kind yeah. of are stuck in a day-to-day -day podi right. <laughs> world that isn't your own. Right. So when right. you finally get out, it's like a, a little, like, well, maybe like the profession, it's a fresh, uh, uh what, what am I trying to say? Uh, a breath of fresh air. Right. And yeah. you're able to then move into more of those multi-passions and grow. Right. And then with mm -hmm. your private practice, perfect. Like you get to set yeah. your own, your own life around that yep. as well. Exactly. I, people would probably get angry at me if I didn't ask like what yeah. your, uh, like day-to-day -day is like, and like what your fueling is like, what's sure. into like your, your, uh, training and yeah. um, a little bit of background into that. Yeah. Um, so I already kind of touched on this. I'm someone that like 
I sleep like a nutrition comes first. Um, that's like, like when I look at like, if we think of things as like a pyramid, that is ab- those two things are absolutely my base right there. I really like worked hard um, to like kind of structure my schedule to where I'm getting like nine hours of sleep like per night. Um, that's really like crucial for me and has helped me, like I said, be able to recover better um, from the high volume that I run. It honestly, like it, it's probably helped keep me injury free. And then on top of that, like is definitely like my nutrition. Um, I am vegan. Um, I've been plant-based um, for just over three years now. I'm someone that struggled with my health um, throughout like med- uh, podiatry school and residency. I have a long history of anemia that's like has not been linked to, you know, like diet and things like that. Um, so I made the decision to um, go plant-based in 2019. And in 2019, honestly, that was like kind of the start of like, like breakout performances for me. Um, at that time, I wasn't focused on um, ultra distances. I had kind of dropped back down to shorter distances. I was focusing on like 10K, half marathon, road marathon. Um, and I like once I went um, plant-based, I was really able to like grow my mileage so much. Um, I've been able to just perform I wouldn't say like so much better than I was previously um, because I don't really have like a lot of years to compare it to um, since I got started um, competitively um, like later in life as an adult. Yeah, that's something like that I have dedicated so much time to, um, you know, spending a lot of time in the kitchen, um, making sure that I'm feeling myself well, eating enough um, so that I'm not running into any issues with, um, you know, like irregular periods, um, you know, that are conducive with like red S. you know, not risking any type of like stress fractures, um, any um, bone stress injuries. Um, So yeah, those two, like I said, are the base of my triangle. Usually like my day-to-day, I'm an early riser. Um, I typically like, if it's a clinic day, um, I'm usually up um, like 4.45, 5, depending on like what I have. Um, If it's like an easy recovery day or if it's like a workout day, um, I typically average like around like 15 miles um, per day you know, that's an average though. Um, you know, some days like on a, like if I have a speed workout, like on a Wednesday and I'm also in the clinic, I sometimes have to get up even earlier, um, because my coach will have given me like a 16 mile session. Same thing. Like (laughs) I run like a, a middle distance long run on Fridays. Um, and so sometimes I have been running like 18 to 20 miles, like before work. Um, And then like that kind of uh, frees up my weekend to put in like the super, super long um, mileage runs. Those are anywhere from like 25 to 40 miles um, in one session. (laughs) And yeah, um, you know, it's kind of funny though, because when I am at the clinic, um, I'm like constantly multitasking, Um, like in between patients, like I am like charting, but I also have like all of my athletes um, training programs pulled up. I'm responding like to my athletes in between patients. I'm like adjusting their programming, um, like writing their programming for the following week. And yeah, like in between seeing patients, um, you know, sometimes I'll have athlete calls like, you know, lunch or after work. Um, Yeah. And like additionally, um, since I am like writing um, for a running media group now, I, I kind of dedicate a few hours like per week or per month. Um, to writing about three pieces um, that cover 
anything within the running space, um, but I feel like my specialty um, with writing there is kind of tying in like socioeconomic issues and just like the current climate with things um, and how that pertains to the running community. So that is amazing that that's like your day-to-day. -day. I'm feeling <laughs> very motivated. What, yeah. what is like a specific tip that like mm. keeps you, let you um, keeps you that organized and like yeah, kind of regimen? Yeah, I'm definitely like very much in the camp of like Google like sheets. Um, I, I mean, that's that's absolutely what I have to do. I'm like very like color coded. Um, that's how I keep track of like all my athletes, like where like what we're focusing on, which races they have coming up. So, yeah, like I'm definitely like a, a Google spreadsheet um, fanatic there. Other things is like, it's, it's very helpful that I have a coach um, who's also a professional athlete. Um, he's also, he also runs um, for Hoka with me. Um, you know, that really freed up a lot of like my mental like space um, because I did self-coach myself to the um, hundred mile national championship last year, which I was extremely proud of. Um, but it was starting to get a little bit um, just tiring and that like trying to like, you know, like, okay, what am I going to give myself to do today? Um, so kind of relinquishing that um, to my coach has been very helpful. Um, so I really just like follow the training plan there. Otherwise, like I said, it's it's one of those things where like we've touched on, it's like I, I truly like enjoy all of the things that I'm doing. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to like sugarcoat it and say like, it never feels like work. Like it does, of course, like, you know, that I would be lying if I said it didn't. Um, but I so enjoy my training, like I, I'm so dedicated, like to the process, like of training um, and running. It's I'm not someone that's like only fixated on like the end result. I truly love like the grind of training and like stacking like really solid weeks. Um, so that's never an issue. It's like I feel like my motivation to get out and get in my 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 training. It's not so much of like oh every day I just wake up feeling so motivated. At this point running is, and training is a habit for me, just like brushing my teeth, like doing anything else. It's like that it's a part of me. It's a part of my day. Um, you know, cause I, I don't always wake up like thrilled to be like, oh my gosh, I have to get in how many miles right now before work. I, that's just not realistic. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, like motivation um, like I, goes away, but yeah, discipline I, is what keeps you takes going. it over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say even bef like before, even in school and residency college, like, were you a very disciplined person or did you kind of grow once you kind of got yeah. more into the distance running? Yeah, I feel like for the most part, yes. Like I, I have always been this way. Um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily focus on like athletics so much throughout college. Um, but I did grow up as like a competitive ballet dancer for like 18 years. So I say that like, oh, I didn't really focus on athletics, but I was still like doing like competitive ballet in college, like, and, and like running, like just as like ancillary fitness. Um, so in my mind, when I look back on things, I don't feel that I was so disciplined, but I think you're right. And that I, I, I kind of have always been that way. And like I said, kind of always thrived on having multiple things like on my schedule. Yeah. Like it's sometimes easier to be busier. Like when you have more off time, yep. you're mm -hmm. like, oh, like you not, can't get as much done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, totally. I kinda, um, and then I know you, uh, said you were plant-based, which is yeah. amazing. And yeah. then 
I, I don't want to, I know that could be its own <laughs> podcast sure. episode, but did you work with like a nutritionist to then like mm. go full plant-based or like, is that something that you worked on on your, your own? Yeah. Um, I, again, like kind of like a silver lining of like 2020, um, was that I, I did have more time to be in the kitchen. Um, I did a lot of research on my own in terms of like, like how to like correctly, like, um, go fully vegan, fully plant-based, um, like as a professional endurance athlete. Uh, Well, at the time I I hadn't signed with Hoka yet, but, um, so I did do a lot of research on my own, but I do also have a colleague who's a registered sports dietitian, um, that she has worked with both me and my husband. Um, and I did, um, kind of like circle back with her, just kind of like going through, um, you know, making sure I was checking all my boxes, um, and just, like I said, making sure I was still getting like a very balanced diet um, and supporting like my nutritional needs based on uh, my physical demands. That's awesome. And then I have to ask, especially on the weekends, the longer runs, like, what are you listening? Are you listening to anything? And if so, yeah. what are you listening to? Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty big, uh, like I love music for sure, but, um, I'm more of like a podcast listener. Um, definitely that's, um, what I prefer to listen to. Um, if I'm like on the trails though, like, um, I don't usually listen to anything. Um, I kind of like being just like immersed in nature. Um, I don't love like running with my phone. Um, like I, I like being able to just kind of like disconnect when I run, um, especially when I'm running long, but yeah, it like throughout the week, I'm definitely listening to podcasts. What's your top three podcasts? Yeah. Um, I would say like my top, my like favorite podcast that's non-running related um because I can't be like listening to like t- like running content constantly <laughs> um I love armchair expert uh, with Dax um Shepard um and Monica um that's probably like my like I said my favorite non-running one let's see like second favorite uh, and third <sighs> like I have a colleague, um, Matt, who has an awesome um, podcast called The Rambling Runner. Um, him and I like also do, we also like have a, a monthly podcast that we do underneath that umbrella, like within Relay, um, where we do like a coach's corner. Um, so that's really fun. Um, and also like my other close friend, Lindsay Hine, also has a wonderful podcast um, called I'll Have Another with Lindsay Hine. Um, and she is also a member of Relay. And she's always interviewing just the most incredible people within the running space. So those two awesome. are awesome. Uh, and then how often do you have to change your shoes? Just this is it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a great question. Um, um, yeah, it kind of depends on the shoe. Um, you know, shoe technology has come so far, like even in just like the last like four years, um, if I'm like in like a daily trainer, um, so say like the Hoka Clifton or the Hoka Challenger, um, mm-hmm. I can probably put, I don't really push it past like 350 miles on those. Granted, like I'll acknowledge my privilege here that like Hoka, like, you know, just replaces my shoes when I ask. Um, but I am a, a like, you know, a very high volume athlete. Um, so I am like this past um, training block that I've been in throughout the summer. Um, I put in like nine consecutive weeks um, at like I was averaging right around like 100 miles per week, all the way up to like 115 miles per week. Um, So, you know, you extrapolate that out. I'm not running in the same like pair of shoes every single day. Um, So it's not like I'm like, you know, having to replace the shoe like right at three weeks. I do have them staggered. But um, yeah, I mean, over the course of a month, 
I'm definitely going through multiple pairs of shoes. <laughs> that is a good hookup too with Hoka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can never get mine to, to go as long as possible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, um, what is some advice that you have for those who would like to build on their passions outside of podiatry? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, I think like you and I have both said, it's like when you go through school and residency, it's such, it, it demands such kind of like tunnel vision. And like you said, like your time isn't yours. Like you're seeing, you're doing so much patient care surgeries, but, it, but it's not under like your medical license. It's, you know, it's like, you're just constantly like in this, I don't want to say rat race, but it, you're on this like hamster wheel. Um, and then when you finally leave residency, like whether you go into private practice, like yourself as like an owner, or you work as an associate or a hospitalist, um, things are just so different. Um, and I feel like my best piece of advice would be like, don't ignore the other passions that you have that are outside of podiatry, um, just because you might feel like well, shoot, like I have to start like paying down these student loans. I have to like get ahead here. You know, I've been pretty much making minimum wage like throughout residency. Um, I think all those factors can be really scary, um, but I don't think you can ever go wrong if you truly follow your heart. Like as cheesy and like cliche as that sounds, um, you know, I, I didn't start like, you know, training harder and like really like putting so much time into running because I thought that like, oh yeah, the end goal here is to like sign like as a professional athlete and like have that additional income and support. Like I never approached it in that way. I just like, I knew, I knew that like I had been leaving so much on the table with my running and I was really just curious, like what would happen? Like if I funneled more of my time and my heart into it. Um, and like I said, like the results and like, you know, the contract with Hoka, those were kind of just like icing on the cake. They weren't, they weren't like goals that I wrote down and put on my mirror that I looked at every day. Um, I just so strongly feel that like, if you truly are following your passions, like whether it's within podiatry, you know, like if you want to become a residency director, like, you know, that's what my mentor like put funneled, like all of his like heart into, and that's incredible. Um, you know, but if you have things that you care about that are outside of podiatry, like it doesn't mean that it's like one or the other. Um, you know, you, you, you can explore like other things too. Um, just because like, um, you know, you've put in like seven, eight years of, of training doesn't mean that like, that's all like you have to focus on. I couldn't say it better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. And also sometimes it's easy to get caught up in what everybody else in the field yeah. is doing right? and comparison kills. And like, yeah, everyone has their unique Yep. experiences and lives and like yeah you have to be who I you would have done this regardless of if you became a sponsored athlete exactly yeah and that's why it, it you are so successful at it because it's more oh, thank you. like a, a a passion and the love is there yeah yeah definitely and a lot of hard freaking work but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um we're gonna go move into our final thoughts and questions if that's all right yeah all right. Perfect. So what is something maybe outside of podiatry or even running right now that you're currently learning or interested in? Yeah, that's it. Like I was thinking about that question. Um, 
Well, so I'll give two things. Um, the first being, um, I, you know, I've touched on um, like my writing. Um, I was actually an undergraduate um, at UC San Diego. Um, I majored in human biology, but I actually like also majored in like journalism and um, English writing or English literature. Um, and that was something that I realized like I missed a lot. Like I, I, I just so enjoy writing um, like creatively and then like interviewing people and like putting that like into words um, on paper. Um, so that the, when the opportunity presented itself to me um, to be hired on like as a regular writer, um, like I jumped at the opportunity. Um, it's kind of one of those things where the more that I'm writing, I feel like I'm more of like a complete person um, because I grew up writing. Like I, I honestly thought that you know, it was, I was kind of trying to decide between a career in medicine versus like journalism. Um, and so it's been really, really fun for me um, for the past few months since we launched Relay um, on Patreon um, to get back into that. Um, you know, I've been doing kind of like refresher, like I've been kind of refresher, not like courses, like structured or anything like that, but I've just been kind of going back to, um, you know, just the classes I learned, like I attended like an undergraduate um, and that's been really good for me. Like I said, I feel like that has just kind of diversified me um, and just kind of made me a more well-rounded person now that I'm also pursuing that um, passion of mine. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then another is um, over the summer, um, well, actually the past couple of summers, um, I have been asked um, to travel to like women's only running retreats. Um, and I have been doing guest speaking there and like leading like, you know, like excursions like up into the mountains and things like that. Um, and I like, that's not initially something that I anticipated like regularly doing, um, but I've just really, really enjoyed it. Um, it feels like something that I'm like truly like using all of my experience um, within running and, and otherwise and being able to give back um, to the community. So yeah, that's, I think those are two things um, that I um, initially didn't anticipate focusing on, but that I have been recently that are outside of podiatry and maybe a little bit outside running, but still with running like woven in. Yeah. Two, two additional puzzle pieces Yeah, that complete, exactly. that complete you. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to not just be a one facet person, but a yeah. multi-passionate and mm -hmm. multifaceted human and being able to incorporate that all into your life. So, yeah. Yeah. And then what is a tip that you wish you could tell your younger self about pursuing a career in podiatric medicine and surgery? Yeah. Um, I think what I would tell my younger self is that, and I, I also kind of adopted this mentality too, when I was in residency, kind of out of necessity, but, um, really it's like, nothing is such a huge deal that you can't, like let it just roll off your back and start fresh the next day. Um, I think I realized that very quickly, um, probably like when I went out on rotations, um, you know, and just encountered tons of different um, teaching styles, um, you know, and meeting tons of other people like in the field, um, you know, that were maybe like very different from myself or what I had experienced at school. Um, there's nothing so like stressful or even there's never anything that's like so wonderful that you can't stay humble and like stay in the middle. And again, like just let everything roll off your back um, because the sun's gonna rise the next day um, and you'll have another opportunity or like a fresh start. Um, 
like I said, I really felt like I developed that uh, mentality and residency. Um, I had a, I had a, like, it was a challenging experience for me in residency. And I'm sure like many of your female listeners like can agree, you know, I was at, I was at a very like male dominated program, um, you know, and I, I didn't always feel like a hundred percent supported. And that's, you know, I, I mean that in a very general sense. Um, you know, I didn't always feel like so supported when I was like training or like, you know, hopping into races and, you know, putting in for a day off because I was hopping into like a local hundred miler. Um, but like I said, it's, I think that developing that and mentality and going through that experience in residency, I think that's what really helped me develop like my resiliency within medicine. And then like within like running as well. It's like, there's nothing so difficult or challenging that I can't get through because I've proven to myself like time and time again, that I've been able to do it. Um, and that's certainly not like individual and specific to me. I feel like that's very applicable to everyone. Um, you know, and like, we've all just been through like the craziest past, like couple years that none of us really anticipated. You know, I certainly didn't anticipate like being worried, like, oh my gosh, like, we're going to be able to like keep the practice, like, you know, like, you know, and going through all of like the, the loans and things like that to make sure that, you know, we could work covering like all of our employees. Um, but again, like I, I kind of like went back to that same principle of like, I've gone through like very challenging scenarios and situations in the past. Like this is just another, you know, another thing that I have to put my head down with and just get through, you know? Um, and like I said, the sun will always rise like the next day. Um, and I think that's, it's helped me, it's helped keep me humble. Like, like I said, in, in all aspects of life, it's like, I had an incredible, like I had so many awesome races last year. I've had a couple like that didn't go so well this year. Um, so regardless, like of how things ever end up, um, like I said, I, I really just try to stay in the middle and like, don't get so caught up in the highs, but also like, don't allow the lows to just like drag me into a place that's unhealthy. That is so beautifully said. And also, oh, yes, okay. you are very uh, humble and a great, um, like great mentality. So, Thanks. Yeah. and then I have to brag again, um, that sure. for you <laughs> for the <laughs> April and the 20, uh, 2021 U S hundred mile national championship that mm -hmm. there were only, you only had two men, both of whom were world and American record holders finish ahead. And yeah. from my, after talking with my friend, understanding that like ultra running, like those separation, there's not like a lot of separation, right. Between like times or like yeah. between men and women. So that's mm -hmm. uh, amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Like the, the longer the distance gets like, you know, the Delta between like male and female performances definitely gets smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, again, like I, like the men that like I did beat on that day are so incredibly talented um that I really like shocked my own self that day um so yeah I feel very grateful for it well I have really enjoyed talking with you today I want to thank you so much for being on yeah. the podcast and just um Likewise discussing your experiences and like definitely your resilience and discipline is very yeah. motivating uh if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, 
What's your Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram handle is st- at Stephanie and Flippin. It's just my full name. I'm sure you'll share the the spelling since you and I both um, yeah. share. You're like, an F. Like, I'm a PH. Yeah. <laughs> so, Are yeah, you Stephanie Ann as well? I am. Are you? Oh my gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> I was always awesome. like Steph Annie, and then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, we yeah. create creative mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, you said it's the relay on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. We're, okay. uh, we're called relay group on Patreon. Okay, great. And I'm going to, um, share that as well. And thank you. I really appreciate you coming on and good luck with all your future endeavors. And I know you're going to you. do amazing things. So thanks. thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate you having me on. Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below and let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember, stay uncomfortable. That's where we grow.